everyone here this morning. We're going to start off the service today. We'll be involved in a service structure that's quite different than a normal one. And that is we're going to be sharing in baptisms, uh, testimonies, and a special child dedication. So we decided rather than have me speak for 35, 40 minutes, which I know you guys really regret not having the opportunity to listen. But instead, we will hear what God has to say through a number of people today as they share with us how God has touched their lives and changed their hearts. So before we start, let's have a word of prayer and ask God to uh, do some special things today. Father, today... And we come to you and we request that you might allow your Holy Spirit to move upon us in a special way. That today you would once again verify the truth of who you are and how your Son has changed our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we ask that this morning that you would speak through each one of those who share. And that we can hear not just with our heads, but with our hearts. And the result of that can be a greater recognition of who you are and of how much you want to have a close relationship with us, how much you want to care for us and comfort us in our times of difficulty and struggle, and how you want to continue to show yourself as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Guide us this morning as we share with young ones and a bit older alike and learn from them how you're touching them and changing them and drawing them closer to you. So guide our time, Lord. Let it happen in a way that not only honors you, uh, but that lifts up your son in the midst of us. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, wonderful. John 3.16 is this great verse, and that's kind of where we're wandering around today. It tells us that God loves us so much that he was willing to send his one and only son to give his life for us so that we might have life. In fact, that verse goes on to say in verse 17 that... God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Oftentimes people ask me, you know, Pastor, why would God send anyone to hell? And my response to them is God doesn't send anyone to hell. People are going to hell and he's trying desperately to save you from going there. Jesus came to rescue us. He recognized what we were doing, where we were going, and he said, I don't want that to happen. So he provided us with an opportunity provided us with clear signs. He clarified to us who he was so that we could respond and experience a relationship with God and eternal life beginning now and going on forever. That's God's desire. He loves us so much that he was willing to have his son die for us so that we might experience life and hope and and new living. So we've had some great things happen here. These young ones, they've, they're looking at their sheets. What did I write down on here? You know, Dale says, what did I write down on this? Well, you wrote down a number of things about how uh, you grew up in the church. So the first set of testimonies from you two. So Jackson, you're the older, Jackson? Are you the older? Yeah, you're, you're the elder son, right? And she's the younger sister. Yeah, that's, that's out. Well, you want to hand in that microphone because we want to record you. So since you're the oldest, Jackson. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to this place where you're ready to be baptized today. Hi, I'm Jackson Dugan. I've grown up in a Christian family and have been going to this church ever since kindergarten with my dad, mom, and sister. I've gone to VBS for for the last five years and will continue to help as a volunteer at VBS. I have not gone into many major problems to lead me to come to Christ. I was just lucky enough to be put in the perfect situation with a Christian family and helpful pastors. 
My journey helped me make the right decisions in my life. It has been easier for me to come to God because he gave me very supportive family and friends that encouraged me to be the best person I can be. I enjoy going to this church, and I enjoy learning about God. My future plans are to go to Lighthouse Church for the eighth consecutive year and to volunteer at VBS for the third time and hopefully more. Hey, there you go. Danielle's going, yay! Man, he wrote all that out. He was ready for us. Jack said, I got it down here. Now, do you realize when I first met your mom and dad, they came here and they started attending, and then we got to baptize. They were baptized here quite a while ago, about about seven years ago, I think. Did they talk to you about that? A little bit? He needs to keep that microphone on him, okay? There you go. So he talked to you a little bit about that. What, yeah. what did they share with you about that? Uh, that it was the water was cold. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, was it ever. The baptistry had leaked that Sunday, so there was no water when I got here in the morning. So we took a hose from outside and filled it up. And it was in February, I think it was. And I, I called my wife and said, honey, bring my wetsuit. So I had the wetsuit on underneath my, my uh, outfit here, and the Dugans took a big gasp when they walked into the water. So that was what we call a quickie baptism. In fact, I asked them if they wanted to come back today and do it again just to make sure it takes, and they said, no, we, we think it worked well last time. So this is exciting. Second-generation uh, baptisms. It's a wonderful thing as a pastor to have that opportunity to see these young ones coming up. And he's been growing with us here at the church, and it's exciting to watch Jackson as he continues to become a young man and begins to an understanding of who Jesus is. So do you recognize that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Yes. Uh, did you know that he died for your sin? Yes. So you responded to him and asked him forgiveness for that? Yes. And then you have now made him Lord and Savior of your life? Yes. That's, that's yes, yes, yes. Huh? We got that down. Good stuff, Jackson. Hey, buddy. Thanks so much for sharing. Appreciate it. Give that over to Dale. Hi, my name's Dale. My family is my mom, dad, and brother, Jackson. I love to dance, play basketball, and cook. I have come to this church for as long as I can remember. My parents have brought me up and raised me to be a Christian. I've had no problems. <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. This is my first year that I can become a leader at VBS because I'm going to be in sixth grade this school year, and I plan to always be a Christian and attend church for the rest of my life. All right. Isn't that great? Boy. You know, Dale, what, what caused you to decide you wanted to be baptized now? Anything special that comes to your mind? You said, My mom and dad and my brother and I decided to do it together. They kind of talked together, and you said, you know, it's time for me to make that decision, and I'm obviously bright enough and capable enough knowing what you're doing. So have you recognized that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Yes. Okay, that's great. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Yes. Oh, wonderful. Do you get to read the Bible very much? Sometimes at church. Sometimes at church, huh? We need to extend that a little bit, you know? That's one of the things I'm going to talk to your mom and dad about today. It's called Devotional Time Daily. Okay? So you can walk through it because I want you to know the Bible so well that any question I ask you, you can give me an answer for. Okay? I'm going to give you an easy one, though. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Yes. Oh, good stuff. And you've received him as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Well, he wants to come to know you better. The big thing about Jesus is a wonderful thing that I experienced after I got to know him is that he really wants to know who I am. Now, he already does, but he wants me to know that he does. 
And he had this, this, this wonderful thing as you get to share with him on a daily basis. And as you read the Bible, and I still read the Bible every single day. I usually spend about 30 to 40 minutes every morning when I wake up. And I just read through the Bible and God speaks to me and encourages me and reminds me of who he is. So it doesn't ever get old. You can tell that because I'm pretty old, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty old. And yet God continues to speak to me through his word and it's a, it's a wonderful thing. So I'm excited for the two of you to come to this step. This will be a time that you're going to remember for the rest of your lives. You're going to talk about it about 30 or 40 years from now. And hopefully it won't just be about how cold the water was. All right? Good stuff. Andy. Now we got the old guy of the group. Yeah. Baby. Sweet. Reducing the average age. Yeah. Right that's how they come up with that. So, so you've had a lot of experiences here at the church, Randy, and you've got quite a testimony. So I just want you to share uh, what God has done to you and through you and in you and why you feel that's happened and how we've been a part of that. Okay. Well, my name is Randy Strait. For most of my life, I called myself a Christian. I believed in God, and I believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. But I didn't know him. He knew me. Growing up, our family owned retail stores in San Pedro, <clears throat> and weekends were prime time, so uh, Sunday church wasn't really time for it. My parents sold the retail stores in the 70s, and they bought a ranch in Missouri, Cattle Ranch. There they joined a church, and they've been attending pretty much since then. I married my childhood sweetheart, my best friend, the love of my life. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> you know which one now, right? Yeah. 37 years ago. And together, we had a beautiful 27-year-old miracle daughter. I chose to stay in retail for the next 20 years. My wife and I owned our own businesses. And I changed vocation, and I went into a totally different industry for the next 20 years. During both of those times, I had Sundays off. Unlike my parents, I chose not to go to church. I was focused on and in the world, and I remained there. I didn't seem to want to leave it. I did good works through Rotary. I thought that was being a good Christian. I still did not know him. I had several Christian influencers in Rotary, at work, and friends. I admired the way they walked through life. It was different, more committed. Something was on my heart, and I started listening more to that voice. I started to desire more knowledge about Christ. The more I read, the more I wanted to know. One day, we followed our friend and neighbors into another church. It was my first time in a long time being in church. Shortly after that, we came here to Lighthouse. You, I found you guys all very warm, open and friendly, so I came back. I wanted more. 
On my third Sunday, four rows back, center chair, I bowed my head and I repented of my sins and I asked Jesus Christ to be my personal Lord and Savior. And I have never been the same. Something washed over me and convictions rang out. Some of my co-workers may have noticed the difference, I'm not sure, because I walk a pretty straight line at work. But my family noticed. I'm sure of that. I filled some of the gaps in my life with Jesus Christ, His Father, and the Holy Spirit. And in doing so, I rid myself of a lot of burdens. I cleaned up my house. I opened my eyes to more than I can ever imagine. And the Holy Spirit is filling in the rest. The closer I get, the more I realize how far away I was. I will trip. I will stumble. But I am never going back. So for the rest of my life, I will call myself a Christian. But now, I know him. Amen. Amen. That's great. Good stuff, Andy. You see, when Jesus came, he tried desperately to teach us about who God really was. We often have a distant view of who God is or a distorted view of who he is or even a dark view of who he is. But his desire is that he might bring to us light and hope and understanding, a perspective that can only be brought as a result of the Holy Spirit coming into our lives. So Randy has experienced that, as I know most of you have. Some of you may not have had that experience. You may not have experienced God's wholeness in your life. You may have not experienced this relationship thing that happens where you recognize that God is your Father and that Jesus becomes your brother and the Holy Spirit becomes like a sister. Right? Just taking care of you and comforting you and teaching you and guiding you and making you aware of how you can truly live life and giving you the power and the ability to live that life. That's why Jesus came. So today, we're going to follow these testimonies. They're going to head to the back right now. And we're going to follow them in this wonderful experience of baptism. So why don't you guys go ahead now? I want you to head off to the right. And Pastor Eric is the privilege of, of baptizing those three. And Dad Dugan's going to be up there to uh, bring him up out of the water. <laughs> so that'll be an exciting time as he gets to uh, give his children a hug and watch them come forth as they're raising the newness of life. So we're looking forward to that experience. It's going to happen in just a minute. But right now, why don't we share in a special song that the worship team has to, to share with us, and then we'll follow through with the baptisms. There's an old saying that says, um, start as you mean to go on. And I think these guys today have uh, really shown us a great example of how to do that. Amen? Amen. This is a glorious and momentous day. And... Um, you know, it's not about um, what all of us have to do, but it's about what's been done on the cross for us and uh, what's already happened and what's already been done. And all we have to do is just um, walk with the Lord, take his hand and go forward with him. And that's kind of what this song that we're going to sing is all about. So uh, if you know it, sing it with us. He's been doing it in and through their family since the day that they were born. And, and thankfully, we as a church family have been able to come around them and so... I'm going to have Jackson in here with me right now, but I'm also going to have his father, Dan, 
who has really been the spiritual leader in his life from the very beginning. Uh, and so it seems only right that he should be here during the time where his son and his daughter are making this declaration as well. But right now what I want to do is I just want to give Jackson the opportunity to publicly declare the faith that he has in God. One more time, I know that Pastor Lee has already asked you those questions, but Jackson, do you recognize that Jesus Christ has died for your sins? Yes, I do. And do you commit to following him, not merely as your Savior, but as your Lord for the rest of your life? Imperfectly, albeit, but still following him the very best that you can. Yes. Well, then, it is our honor and our pleasure to have the opportunity to baptize you. I'm going to put this down. I think it's a little warmer than when your parents got baptized here. And Dale, same questions. Do you recognize that Jesus Christ died for your sins? Yes, I do. And do you commit to following him, not merely as your Savior, but also as the Lord of your life? Yes, I do. Thank you. Come on, Randy. This one's particularly fun for me. It has been so fun over the last several months to be able to walk with you and to watch the way that God has been working in your hearts and um, to, to get to know your family better. And I am just so grateful for the man of God that you are. And it's evident that God has been working big time in your life. And I am grateful to get to do life with you. So, Randy, I'm going to ask you these questions. Do you recognize that Jesus Christ died for your sins? I do. And do you commit to following him, not merely as the Savior of your life, but also the Lord as well? All right. Yeah! That is so great. That is so great. Let's see. We got a song now, or are we going to do uh, dedications right now? I forgot. Yeah, we're going to do a dedication. You guys can have a seat. Yeah, sit down. You heard Robin. Yes, yes. You know, not only do we get to do baptism today, we did do child dedications, which are so exciting. They're like pre-baptism. They're the process by which we as parents get the opportunity to recognize that God wants to work through us in our children's lives 
and that he desires for the church as a congregation to be involved in that process to help us bring them up. Because it's very, very difficult to bring your child up in the Lord in a positive, powerful manner. And oftentimes we simply need help. Sometimes that help is done through different pastors, but more often than not, it's done through other people that are around us, encouraging us, and helping us to establish the authority that God gives us as parents to guide our children to an understanding of who he is and how he can work in their lives. One of the things we'll talk about this morning is that Jesus himself was dedicated by Joseph and Mary in the temple. So right off the bat, they gave us a powerful declaration and a powerful presentation of our need to present our children to God in a special way, asking him to bless them and to take care of them and to guide us in understanding and wisdom that we need to share the words they need to hear, to share the the spirit of those words by the way we live our life. And then to bring to that place in life where they begin to say, it's not your faith anymore, it's my faith. I recognize that Jesus is the Son of God, that he gave his life up for me, and that I can have life now. And it's a wonderful, wonderful day when that takes place in our lives. So, as I had the experience of seeing that take place in my children's lives, so we want to encourage these young parents Uh, to experience the same thing. And one thing I encourage them is I say, when the time comes that they are able to talk to them about how they can receive Christ in their life and then follow through even uh, with baptism. As you can see, the baptism done today will be Eric and myself, and normally we do the baptism. But any father is perfectly capable as a follower of Christ in baptizing their child. We encourage them to be up with us, and if they desire and feel ready, to baptize a child himself and have that experience. I got to have that with all my kids, which was great, to watch them make that statement, to make that commitment, and then to follow through with it. So today I'm going to ask three different sets of parents. You see those sheets in front of you? Look in front of your, inside your bulletin, and you see these really cute pictures, you know, and they have these gorgeous, gorgeous kids, and all three of them. So we've got little William Colt. You know, Calkins, who goes by Colt. It is Colt. We don't call him William. Okay, and then we have Luke William Bergstrom. What's, what's with the William thing? William Wallace, you guys watch, you know, a special show or something? I don't know what's going on. But Bergstrom, so they're going to be coming up with, with that little guy. And then we have little Lucy Ann. Lucy Ann is our oldest. And I just had a great time with her last night. She shared with us and shared a special dance with us over at her house. It was so much fun. Wasn't that fun, Lucy? Yeah, that was fun. You did good, too. So we enjoyed that. So we're going to ask you to come up now. So each of those parents, why don't you come up to the front here, and I'm going to come down below a little bit. And you can bring your grandparents up with you or anyone who wants to give you special support and says, we're willing to give you support. Why don't you come right up front and center here on the stage. You can stand with them. That's great. We got it. We got a crew here with the Bergstros, man. We got it. It's like, oh, why? Look at that, baby. You're covered. I think you guys are going to be in good shape here. We got some extra support coming into play. Reminding us, we need so much support 
And it reminds us of the congregation, sometimes when you don't see as many people that are around to give support to that family, that calls us to task. And it says we need to be in the midst of this. And we need to build relationships with these young couples and help them uh, in their times of need. And you guys have done great uh, with the Calkins and that. And the Dawsons, ah, we're just beginning. We're going to do better. They're such a wonderful couple. My goodness. It's like, you know, if the Lord would have put up the gold label for a Christian couple, I'm afraid they would have gotten it. Uh, I mean, I, I love those two so much. It's just incredible what God has done in the time they're with us. I'm embarrassing them to death, but that's okay. They'll get over it. They'll get over it. So it's, it's just ah, such a sweet thing to see each of you here. And I look in your lives. Some of you I know better than others. And I look forward to the years ahead as God allows us the privilege. That's right, Cubby. Allows us the privilege of enjoying watching you and your kids become strong in the Lord and their walk with the Lord. Because that is just, ah, nothing, nothing touches my heart more. So today we're going to do is a couple simple things. First, we're going to dedicate you to the Lord. You, Cubby, that's right. And we're going to do all that. We're going to have fun. We're going to remind ourselves of that. And secondly, we're going to ask for a special blessing on each child and ask for God's supernatural, supernatural process to enter into the situation. One of my grandsons, I didn't even know it, but they said, yeah, I, I, when I prayed for him, he said, do you realize that you said he was going to become a pastor? And I said, no, I didn't remember that. Chris said, oh, yeah, I remember well, Dad. <laughs> so I guess you're, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And that was Brent, by the way, in case, in case you're wondering. It wasn't the twins. It was little Brent. I went, my goodness, the thing's going on here. See, dedication is about understanding that our children belong to God. Okay? Right, Cubby? Hey, this guy is good, isn't he? <laughs> this guy is good. Oops, I shouldn't have said anything. He's doing great. Yeah, he's the man. No problem here. So we understand these simple truths here, parents. Your child was born to experience God. God intended for him to experience him. And he wants him to know him intimately. He wants him to know his strength. He wants him to know his love. He wants him to know that they have a specific purpose. Uh, Proverbs 22, 6 says, raise up a child in the way they should go. And when he is old, then he'll continue to walk in that way. And what that means is simple. Each of us have an image that God makes us in. And that special image that he's made us in, by the way, I'll catch him if he gets too far. So that special image that he made us in, we will grow into. And we'll begin to understand that some of us are called to be a pastor. Some of us are called to be a teacher. And some of us are called to be teachers and music ministers. You know, and some of us are called uh, to work in the field of, of sales and interaction with people and building relationships because that's what sales are really about. It's building relationships with other people. And whatever it is that we're called to be, we begin to understand that. and God puts us into play. But as parents, we're called to help them understand what that is and how that works. You having a good time holding on to her? She can come out too, you know. Right, buddy? Cubby says, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, then... Then I think Grammy needs to come here and help out uh, a youngster. There you go. Good stuff. That's called helping them find their way. You got that? Four simple vows we're going to share right now. Okay? And as I share those, I want you simply to respond with... As we will, and those of you in the back, you need to say the same. 
Okay? So we're going to help along that way. So the first vow is a simple one. Uh, will you share this truth that Jesus is the Christ and that his word is truth itself? Will you share that regularly with your children that Jesus is both Savior and Lord and that his word is the compass by which you'll determine the direction of life? If you'll do that, say we will. Good stuff. Because it gives us some guidance we desperately need as parents. Okay, secondly, will you pray consistently for God's direction in your life and the lives of your children? If you do that, say we will. Wonderful. Thirdly, will you faithfully participate in Sunday worship services with your children? We will. Okay, I'm watching you. So I got that down. If you weren't before, you will now. Okay. And fourthly, I want you to anticipate, to seek an opportunity to bring your young boys, okay, uh, Lucy in this case, that she'll be all ready to go, yes, I'm ready to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life. She may have already done that. She's so bright. I don't know. But when they're ready, you, know, you anticipate for that to happen and that you will bring about the process to help them understand who Jesus is as their Lord and Savior. If you'll do that, say we will. All right. Don't leave them up to me. You know, bring them afterwards and we'll rejoice together and I'll put the seal on them. Okay. You know, whatever that means, but it'll make you more comfortable. You go, yes, we did good. I said, yes, you did good. So right now I'm going to ask a prayer as we dedicate each one of these to the Lord and for the congregation to affirm us as they listen to what we're doing. Okay. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. And we ask for each one of these little ones here. Lord, we ask for Luke, for Colt. Specifically, we ask for Lucy. And we ask that you might do a special work in their life. That you'll make them aware of your love for them. And that you'll give their parents the ability to share with them who you are. And how they can be used by you to bring them up in understanding of faith. And we come to you and we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. There's three things I talk about when we talk about faith in our young ones. And the first one is, well, he's just slipped right out there. He's just like dad, isn't he? I've got a funny feeling here. Okay. And that is when we talk about faith, the first thing that happens with faith is, is we can teach your children. And I say that faith off is, first of all, it's, it's taught. And then second of all, it's caught. So first of all, we teach them about it, and then second of all, they see it in our lives, and they begin to catch it. But the last thing that takes place is they are what I call buying into it, and it becomes their faith. And that's the thing that you want to look forward to, and that you need to follow through as parents. God has given you that authority, and he's given you that ability, so guide them in that understanding of faith. So right now, I'm going to ask a blessing on each one. So I'm going to pray a prayer, lay a hand on each one of these here, and I'm going to remind you of your verse. Okay, so let's start with Lucy since you're the oldest. Okay, Lucy, your verse comes out of Matthew chapter 4, and it says this. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it in a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, you need to let your light shine before others so they can see your good deeds and glorify your fathers in heaven. And the verse I picked out for you is in Proverbs 31. It says, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Father, right now we bring Lucy to you. And we ask that you might cause her to be a powerful light for you. A light that shines when she speaks, when she walks, when she shares. That in every way, you might, by the power of your Holy Spirit, cause her to experience 
your love and power. Let your blessing fall in this way, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Ah, yes. It's cubby time. William. Luke. You got a big name, buddy. Luke William Bergstow. Well, we have a special verse for you. Okay? Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He acknowledges my name. Actually, that's William Colts. I took the wrong verse. Yours is don't let anyone look down on you because of your youth. What do you know? But set an example for the believers in speech and conduct, in love and faith, and in purity. All right? And then the verse that I picked out for you is my favorite verse. is actually my verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not into your own understanding, and in all your way acknowledge him, and he will direct your ways. Father, we come to you right now and we ask for young, young Luke. Lord, we ask that you might grant him the ability to walk in faith with you. That he might experience faith in such a way that others see it in him and through him. And that you'll overwhelm him in special ways. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. That's what I said. Good stuff. Yay! Good stuff. Good stuff. Ah, now we've got... Sophie's going to come up. Sophie coming back. Sophie, come on up. Come on up with your little brother. Good job. Good job. Yay. Let's pray for little William Colt because he's going to be a man of courage. Really? Yes, you are. I can already tell you are, young man. Psalm 91 says this, Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. And that's where William comes from. Protection. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says this, Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be a man of courage. Yeah, be a man of courage. Be strong here, young guy. Be strong. Be strong. Let me pray for him. Father, right now we bring young Colt into your hands, and we ask that you might grant him the ability to be courageous in every situation he finds himself in. They can be so courageous that others are brought with strength as well. Bless him in this way. We thank you as you do it, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So with that being said, the congregation wants you all to stand, all stand, and I want you to pray with me this special confirmation prayer. Raise your hands up. We're going to ask a blessing on each of these here. Father, we thank you for these families, and we ask that you might bless them in special ways, that you'll overwhelm them with your favor, and that you'll grant them peace. And we ask today that you'll use each one of us with our hands raised to guide them in a better understanding and a better ability to follow your will. And we ask that in Jesus' name. All of God's people said, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. Everybody can be seated. Oh, and now I have a little special presents for each one. So Danielle, our family minister, is going to bring up that. Each of the parents wrote a letter that they have that they will give to their kids later. We have a special Bible for each one. We also have the dedication ceremonies here today. Great stuff. Hey, let's... 
get to share together in a special song. Uh, we are, you, this is so fun for me. Honestly, I've been looking forward to today, I think, more than just about any weekend that I can remember, just because this is what doing church and community is all about, celebrating God's faithfulness in our lives. And we have three more people today who are making that declaration, that public declaration, that Jesus Christ is not only the Savior of their lives, but also the Lord of their lives. And so I want to invite David Stack and Rick and Joanna Sundell to come on up here. And we are going to... Um, I just, before we even jump in here, I just want to remind some of us may not even be familiar with what is this baptism thing all about? And, and really what it is, is something that started very early on in the Christian church of identifying ourselves with Jesus Christ in his death, his burial and his resurrection. And because we recognize that Jesus is the Lord of our lives and we say, I want my life to, to look more like your life. And honestly, God, we can't do this by ourselves, so would you come into my life and would you begin to change me from the inside out? Um, and baptism is a symbolic act reminiscent of Jesus' death, so when we go under the water, it is reminiscent of our dying to ourselves and being buried, our old way of life, our old lifestyle of saying, I am the captain of my own ship. I am the Lord of my own life. I'm in charge. We die to our old way of trying to figure things out by our own strength. And then when we come back up out of the water, we are raised again as new creations. It's symbolic of what the Holy Spirit does in our own lives, of remaking and renewing us. This isn't something we do by our own strength. This isn't something we do by our own wisdom. God does this in and for us, and he did this through sending Jesus Christ to die for us. And so that's what baptism is all about. It, probably the best modern metaphor I can give you of what is going on, what we've already seen a few people doing, what we're about to see these three do, it, it's tantamount to a marriage. You know, you stand up before a minister and you say, I do, I give my heart fully to God. And when I got married, I put a ring on my finger as a public reminder that I no longer belong to myself. Now Kathy has a part of me. And in the same way, this, this act of baptism is simply publicly declaring, I don't want to do life on my own anymore. God has already begun to change and transform me. Now I want to shout this from the rooftops, what God has done for me. And so what I want to do, oh, I'm so glad that you have the mic, Rick. Um, I'm going to give them an opportunity to share why they're sitting up here this morning, why they are in the process of going through this. So Rick, why don't you share a little bit about the journey that God has led you on that's led you to this point right now? Okay. Is this on? Yeah, just put it up close to you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I look like this is beach day, but it's really a baptism day, and that's much more wonderful. Um, he said, I'm, I'm Rick, and I was born and raised right here in Southern California. But I was raised in a family that did not go to church. So in the fifth grade, I started going to church with my neighbors. I grew up in that church and in that Sunday school and was very involved in it and became even more involved in it when I returned from Vietnam. But as I got into the business side of the church and I saw in other churches, I became uh, kind of disillusioned because the churches seemed to be more interested in money than they were in religion. So I stopped going to church for many years. 
But I always believed in the power and the wonder of God in prayer. Um, Even though I did not attend church, I have read through the Bible several times, and I've also studied other religious texts and other religions. And then when my wife and I, who were high school sweethearts but separated for many decades, got back together, I attended her church, and there were some things that happened there uh, that disillusioned both of us, so we stopped attending. Um, The Lord has always provided for me, and I could share with you many stories on how he has provided for me and us in our lives. But we did not, uh, we were not part of the church. But when dining one time, uh, we had a waiter who was so superb in his job that we started asking for him when we dined out. And at one of our, and, and it's not a cheap place, so we went there on special occasions. So uh, on, on, I think it was on our anniversary, one of our anniversaries, he wasn't available. And next time we saw him, we asked why. And he said uh, he had a men's uh, uh, prayer uh, or, or Bible study at his church. And we asked him what church he went to. And he said it was Lighthouse. And this person is always so positive and so upbeat. And the light of God flows through him like a river. Uh, it was just amazing. And of course, I'm talking about Ken Edwards. <laughs> we started attending Lighthouse, and it was obviously the place that God intended us to be. As I said, I always believed in the power and wonder of God, and have put the faith in the Lord in directing my life and in the path I needed to follow. But it was not until I started here at Lighthouse that I finally acknowledged and accepted Jesus as my personal personal Savior and Lord. And that's what I'm declaring today. Since I've come to Lighthouse, I've been involved in some local things here, and I went on the house build in Ensenada. I went down to Tijuana, visit the church and the rehabilitation center, and I've seen the wonders and the miracles of the Lord. And although I was planning to work for several more years, the Lord has shown me signs that I really should retire when I reach full retirement age early next year. So I will do that, but I don't know what I'm going to do when I retire. But I know the Lord has a plan for me and, a, and something he wants to do through my life. And I will follow whatever path he leads me down. And Joanna, why don't you share with us as well the journey that's led you to this point? Okay, I am Joanna Sundell, and I am married to Richard here. Uh, Rick and I were high school sweethearts, got separated, reunited, and married in November 2007, and started our journey together. We came to Lighthouse Community Church because we ran into a waiter at Fleming's named Ken Edwards, and I am sure that he is God's secret weapon. (laughs) 
He put the name of the church on his card when I proceeded to lose, which I proceeded to lose, so we visited one other church that had lighthouse in the name in Costa Mesa and finally made it to this church. Then I found the card. I have walked by faith in the Lord as long as I can remember. I became a single mother, and the only way I was able to weather the trials and tribulations was by making Christ the head of my household. A divorce and being both mother and father to my daughter, who had a C curvature of the spine, which was a very rare scoliosis, took a toll on me. The prognosis was death if the scoliosis was left untreated, so I had many difficult decisions to make. The diagnosis was made when she was six years old. She alternated between a body cast and a brace until she was 14 years old. She had one to two hours a day of free time when she could remove the brace and be free. She was a beautiful dancer and spent all of her free time dancing. Many other problems surfaced, being the sole breadwinner with my child that needed me at home, but I was unable to be there, and the Lord was my God through all of it. My mom and dad stepped in to help with my daughter. I had a tidal wave of problems that kept hitting me, and it seemed as if it was all just one great test. Even with the faith I had, my soul became crushed. I have already been baptized, but I chose to be baptized again when I heard Pastor Lee recite Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through, through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Also, Psalm 23 has come up in my life over and over, and verses 1 to 3 come to mind today. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. I chose to be baptized again, reborn again leaving all that baggage behind so I can perform the calling he has for me. I can walk my new walk and use what I learned in the past to strengthen me, not defeat me. And then there's David. There's David. You know, I, I have had the pleasure of getting to do life with David and the entire Stack family uh, for the last several years. We almost lost him at one point, and through a lot of prayer, um, God provided a job that was able to keep them here. And we are so grateful to continue to be able to do life with your family. And what's really fun for me, because David and Teresa are a part of our small group, is I've been able to see firsthand what God has been doing in his life and in his family over the last couple of years. And it is... Uh, it has been amazing, God's faithfulness in your family. He's gotten a hold of your heart. And I just, I know that you don't have anything prepared because quite honestly, there's so much that you can share. Why don't you just share with us what God's laying on your heart right now? Oh, like the Father's Day thing. You got a week? Um, yeah, I've just been praying for composure because those of you who know me, I tend to be extremely emotional. Um, get that from my mom. <laughs> um, but you know, 
the reason I'm here, I'm just so thankful. Thankful for so much that God has done all my life. And the messengers, it's like all you guys are out there. You know, so many of you have been a huge part of my transformation, the health that my family's in right now. And I could name people, you know. And you guys know who you are. You're in my life. Your kids are in my life. But I don't need to name you because it's not you. It's not me. You know, it's, it's not Pastor Eric. It's not Pastor Egypt. It's not Pastor Lee. It's not this building. You know, it's the work that the Holy Spirit's doing in each of us. And I didn't recognize that. It's always been in my life. My mom is, a te- is just an example of the Holy Spirit just lifting people. She has just carried a spirit about her. It's overwhelming. It's been in me, too. Um, but I have my own plan. I had it all figured out. You know, I was a nice guy. I loved my wife. I loved my kids. Worked hard. And I was working that plan to perfection. And that plan was killing me, devastating my household, you know, destroying my fatherhood. And I didn't even know it. And so the last couple years, um, God just kept driving me to the right spots and putting the right people in my life. And it's just been so awesome. So I guess, I mean, I'm just, I want to just share my thankfulness of that foundation that my parents gave me. Because that was always there. The power of prayer is nothing short of miraculous. And I am just such a testimony to that, testament to that. Because um, I just watched it as I was growing up. Even though God put that in my life. Every day. Every time I turned around, there was a messenger there. Placed by God. I still turned my back on him because I had it figured out. I had my plan. I'm good. I'm a nice guy. I treat people well. He had way more in store for me. Way more in store for me. And it's just so fun to start to see it. And I'm in process, man. You know, it is a transformation in process. Um, And every day, though, the more I recognize and the more I'm led to those quiet moments to where the Spirit can really speak to me and guide me and I can put God first in my life, priorities come together. It all falls into place just like it says, just like we've all known all these years. And it's not easy, but it's simple. It is so simple. If we just simply follow Jesus first, if we just put God first in our life, everything prioritizes, everything falls into place. And, um, you know, I've heard it and I've known it, but I haven't really known it. I haven't really felt it. I haven't really believed it. And I hadn't stepped in that direction. I think that's the biggest difference that Lighthouse brought to me. And again, it's not Lighthouse. It's God working here with each of you individually and us collectively. And, um, you know, he led me here through my children because they were my priority. I was raised that way. I have wonderful parents that just made us have wonderful lives. There was just no negative no matter what we hit. Man, we got through it with just that spirit, that love. Well, that's what God did to us. God was there. It wasn't us. As much as we all stubborn Irish think it's us. And then the other side, it's a stubborn Swede. So we got a lot of, you know, leprechaun and Viking in us. We got it all figured out. But it wasn't, you know. It was just God had a plan the whole time. Um, and he brought me here through my kids because I wasn't going to come because I had it all figured out. And I see my kids smiling and happy and talking about God and singing praise in the back seat as we're driving in traffic. And I was one of the Monday traffic atheists, you know. I sit in traffic. I'm like, God's not here. This sucks, you know. And, and you know, he was there. I just wasn't letting him in. I wasn't letting him be there. So, um, you know. Eric was going to put the Academy Awards music on because I was going to start babbling too much, but I, I, had, um, I had him turn it off, so I'll just keep going. Um, but, 
But honestly, honestly speaking, it was him leading me here through my children. It was him bringing my wife and daughter into my life, the darkest time of my life, where I was completely lost. Um, and, and every time I find darkness, now I'm falling and there's someone there. There's, there's just a little less of a rebound. And I stumble. He's just right there lifting me up and pulling me, you know, which is awesome. You know, I was never running from something, but now I'm running to something. And if the legacy I leave my children is that we put Jesus Christ first in our life, and as for me and my house, we'll follow the Lord, game, set, match. That's what it's all about. Would you extend a hand? And I just want to pray over these three. Father, I am so grateful that uh, for the ways you have been working and moving in their lives for decades, they may have only become aware of your presence, may have only come back to you in the last couple of years, or maybe it's been longer. But Father, you've been working in their lives through other people, loving on them, modeling for them, praying for them. I thank you for your faithfulness. And I thank you, God, that, like David was just saying, you know, we have our plans, we can work them to perfection and reap the fruit of imperfect people. Because we, at the end of the day, can never do this by ourselves. And so I thank you for the declaration that they're making today, a public declaration of what you've already been doing in each of their hearts over the last several years of drawing you near to them, that they would not simply know about you, not just pay lip service to you as their Lord and Savior, but literally know you, submit their lives to you. Holy Spirit, would you continue the work you've begun? Would you glorify yourself through them, through their families, through the way that they love others that come into their circle of influence? This is, these are your sons. This is your daughter. Have your way with them, Jesus. In your holy name. Amen. Our service with these three special baptisms. So, Joanna here has received Christ as your Lord and Savior, but we need to hear her say that, right? Yeah, we do. Okay, Joanna, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Yes. Have you received him as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. Are you going to follow him from this day forward? Yes. Gimpy knees and all over here. He said, he said, Pastor, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little over 200 pounds. I have gimpy knees. You need Eric to do this for me? I said, have faith. Have faith. Richard, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of the living God? Yes, I do. Have you received him as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Are you going to follow him from this day forward? Absolutely. I
I got wet on that one. Water's not deep enough. Someone's got to raise this up higher. He's way down there. This would be interesting with David. If hey, Eric come around the side just in case. Oh, oh boy. So this last baptism, David, yeah, it's great. Buddy. This is so exciting. Are you pumped or what? Yeah. So I'm excited to see this and experience this with you. Do you believe that Jesus is Lord of all the earth and he's now Lord of your life? I do. Okay, so now you're going to follow him as both Savior, as Lord, and follow his directions in the word from this day forward? Yes, I am. Yeah, I know you are. I look forward to seeing that take place within you and with your family. We'll rejoice together in the weeks and months and years to come. It's going to be a great time. We're going to keep worshiping, but one of the things that, one of the ways that we worship is simply through recognizing God's provision in our lives. And so if, if you're visiting today, we don't ask that you give anything. This isn't for you to participate in. One way that you can participate is if you've got any prayer requests uh, or you just want to give us your name so that we can just say thank you for being here. That tear off section is for you. But for those of us who call Lighthouse Home, this is a way to just remind ourselves that God is the one who provides everything. Our dependence is upon Him not upon our stuff. So if you bow your heads with me, let's pray. And we're going to continue to worship together. Father, thank you for your provision. Thank you for the ways that you guide and direct our lives. Thank you that despite our brokenness, you love us. And you not only call us beloved, but you call us your sons and your daughters. You want us to be part of your family. Jesus, thank you for dying for us so that we can become sons and daughters of God. So we now worship you, not only through this worship time, but through giving our tithes and offerings as well. Jesus, in your holy name, amen. Amen. As we sing this last song, this is just a song about God being our